It's a mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is. Performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Larry Younger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, our engineer, of course. Conrad in Evergreen joining us now. What's going on, sir? Hey, buddy. Good to hear the show. Good to hear you're back, and I'll hope you had a good vacation. I did. Thank you, sir. Good. You deserve it. Uh, you. So what I got going on, I'll kind of tell you what the story is. I was getting the, taking the train over to Cars Remember When to get some winter stuff done, sure. to, you know, some stuff that needs picked up over the winter months. And it's, I've been noticing that, uh, like, say you run the engine, you're driving along, and it's running about 2,000 RPM. You watch the tack, and it'll, it'll waver between, what, 2,200 or so, like nothing's, like, not steady. It wavers back and forth. So okay. I, I told them what was going on. They rebuilt the carburetor, and they also pulled the distributor and found out the distributor shaft was, was loose. You know, okay. Like bearings were wearing out in there. Okay. Makes so sense. So they went and got... Yeah, they got a new distributor for it and put it in there. And I didn't realize or I didn't remember that when uh, we built that engine, we had a, a special Rob over at uh, Blue Over Performance specially designed that distributor to work with that roller camshaft that's in there. It's a it's a high lift uh, roller camshaft, and now when you get on it, like when you give it full throttle, it's like cuts out like it's like a rev limiter on a on a race car. Okay. And so what we're thinking is is that possibly since they changed that distributor that he had special weights and springs. Yeah, he has a I'm sure he did a different advance to it is what he did. Yeah, and that's you know that's probably what's causing yeah. it, right? Yeah, timing's not advancing uh, correctly. I'm get, probably not advancing enough for what you've got going on. Would be my guess. Again, I don't without hearing it, don't know, but that would be my guess. You know what a rev lever sounds like on a race oh, yeah. car. Oh yeah, it's, oh sure. It's, it's oh yeah. Well, a lot of lot, people don't realize this, but a lot of new cars have rev, rev, rev limiters. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that's what it's doing. So what we're going to do is, it, I'm supposed to get it back over there in, in May. You know, when the weather's good again, and they've got my old distributor. And Rob's going to take it and re, re uh, spring it and re, re set those weights in there. And I, I was hoping you tell me if you think that's probably what's going to fix it. Uh, well, if you can go back to what it was originally and just rebush your original shaft, yeah, because then everything goes back to original. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would do that. All right. Well, but I, 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 what they want to do is they're going to take the new, the new distributor and put the weights and the springs into the from the old one into the new one. I think is what what the plan. I is. think you'd be okay doing that because everything else stays the same. All right. Okay. All right. Conrad, thanks. As always, man, appreciate it. Lines open, 303-477-5600. Question I have uh, Josh and I will talk about here came in. I've actually had this one for a couple of weeks. And, yeah, this one is I don't know exactly how to answer. Some of you are having a hard time finding certain oils. This one in particular is synthetic diesel 540, I believe, was the weight. Josh, thoughts? Good luck. I can't find it. 
I know you're not. This person's not the only one. I yeah, we're calling every so royal the Napa in Boulder, but the royal purple. Okay, and they have some in stock as of the other day. Okay, in the 540. But as for the Rotella that we usually like to run, and that none. And it's out everywhere, by the way. It's it's not just. uh, part stores, you're not going to find it at big box stores and even Amazon. If you find it, it's probably going to be double the price because those guys know there's a, a shortage of it. So anybody that's got it is up the price. It's a supply and demand issue. So are they price gouging? No, they just have it. And if you want to pay it, that's the price. Yeah, that's what it is. It is what it is uh, right and, now. and by the way, everybody that I know in the industry, even folks that I coach from coast to coast, it, it's not just here in Colorado. That's everywhere. Yeah, because we've looked high and low for this stuff and have other companies looking for us and they're like we wish we had it <laughs> so i guess dumb question on my part why the shortage it's not like it's a, it's it's not like it's an off brand or an unpopular weight for diesel engines it's it's a very common it's real common all the modern diesels right so are going why to the that. shortage i don't know if it's the plant went down or you know i've also heard a lot about how you know when texas went down for the uh last almost a year ago right. now that when those refineries shut down, they're finally coming back online now. Fully. Fully. And that's why a lot of the stuff, because we've had it with, you know, the ad packs and ATF, you know, all these different chemicals we've had a ton of issues with. Yeah. Oils in general. Yeah, just, yeah. Okay. All the petroleum products. All right. Mike and Littleton, you are next. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, just a quick comment about headlight maintenance. I pretty well gave up on... um, trying anything except just routine maintenance on on my headlights on my older cars i've got two yep. 2002 vehicles and i just routinely uh, every few weeks hit them with some fine cut rubbing compound like the 3m rub out that you would use it after you did a paint job you right. know uh, it works fine it, it brings them up crystal are you clear. waxing I, them once you're I, done mike and you know i i have tried that and it helps a little bit but in general i I just one one thing I haven't tried, and I was thinking about this after the last conversation. I was going to mention this. I'm glad you called in. One thing that I have not tried, and some of the guys out there claim that it works. I have no experience, so I cannot I cannot attest to this. But some of the guys might claim that the new ceramic wax coatings work really well for protecting those, and I don't know. I have not tried that, but I will. I have tried the the clear. Um, I'll call it the clear waxes, the kind that are like yeah. clear liquid. Um, they they work great on the car, and I think they help a little bit. But for the most part, I just accept the fact that every few weeks I'm going to give them. I'm going to spend yeah. two minutes for headlight, mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring them back to just as good yeah. as new. Yeah. And I just yep. use a microfiber. I don't use a drill. I use I use a microfiber, and I do it by hand. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's a good way of doing it. Now, again, I I don't know if these ceramics would help or not, but it might be worth looking at. Yeah. Now, on the subject of oil, um, I, I've i been buying synthetic oil, either Mobile One or Kirkland Synthetic okay. at Costco. They haven't had it at, at the two that I go to. Nope. They haven't had it for probably four months. You're correct. I did, I did buy Mobile One there yesterday. Okay. And it was six bottles for 39 bucks. Six quarts for 39 It ain't any cheaper, is it? No. Well, I... I work with industrial chemicals. I buy some. I sell some. One of my suppliers, whenever I go to buy from him, he gives me a quote. It's only good until the following Friday. Yeah. Wow. That's a urethane chemical. And every Friday they raise wow. the price. 
it's oil-based, of course, and right. it's all tied to the oil markets. Um, most most of what I've seen have gone up. Uh, they've roughly doubled since this past summer, mm-hmm. most industrial yep. chemicals. Yep. And, that, and that's if you can get them. That's right. You're correct. The, the availability, um, for instance, availability of everything. Yesterday, uh, I went to on-track performance because I needed to get a new helmet for racing at Vandermeer. Okay. okay. I, have, I have a 2010, but that expired. Correct. Ten years, right? You were. Yeah. They had trouble finding they had trouble finding me a helmet. You're kidding they didn't me. Have, they didn't have anything in stock, and um, they had. He probably spent. Lee probably spent 15 minutes um, before he could actually find one. Wow. And and he said tires. Uh, Mickey Thompson's Hoosiers. Hoosiers are worse. Can't get them. Just really tough to come by. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I not that I'm. I'm not that I'm shocked because that doesn't, I mean, nothing you're telling me is shocking me. It's just, I guess, more of a reality of where we're at with things. Yeah, I don't need mine for almost two months. That's why I went yesterday. And I said, you know, the way the supply chain thing is and availability of everything, my wife goes into a TJ Maxx or a, a Ross or something like that. She said, the racks are empty. There's nothing there. Wow. Yeah, everything is tough to come we're by. We're all in this together, though, Mike. You'll be okay, Mike. You'll be okay. We heard that Tuesday night. Yeah, exactly. And you know one of the things that, that drives me nuts is anytime somebody brings up the Keystone Pipeline, the other side says the Keystone Pipeline won't be ready to do anything for at least a year. You know what? The Keystone Pipeline will be productive long before alternative forms of energy are yeah. adequate to yeah. carry our system. Yeah. Long before. Good point. The other never never will be. Great point. Not Keystone Pipeline. You guys stopped it. It would be operable now if you hadn't stopped it. Great point. Great point. Spot on. Mike, appreciate the phone call. And uh, if you end up doing those lights in the ceramic, let us know. I'm going to try that. Thank you. Let us know. Appreciate it very much. Jay and Conifer, hang on. you got a question on lights for your old CJ. We'll answer that in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You might be misinformed about your home insurance policy, and while you're making the claim, is not the time to find out. Paul Lewinberger knows this and will educate you about the types of home insurance so you can make the right choices. There are three different kinds of home insurance. Structural home insurance covering the outside, liability insurance for if someone gets hurt on your property, and contents insurance for possessions inside the home. Paul knows that the insurance money received after a big loss is often not enough for total loss replacement. In fact, with other companies, there is no such thing as total loss replacement. That's unique to Paul. Make sure your coverage matches your premium. Otherwise, you can't have the peace of mind that you should have with insurance. Work with someone who will make sure you have the right policy. Call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789 to learn about getting coverage that gives you peace of mind. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. little more weather coming in now. Wind's blowing a little bit, but still dry out. So if you're out and about, enjoy and just stay safe. Jay at Conifer, you're up. Uh, hey, John, it's RJ up in Conifer. Snowing up your way by chance? Uh, no snow yet, but we got a pea soup of a fog. Okay. Bad. All right. So I'm, yeah, calling you about my 1950 CJ3A. I've got a 225 uh, Dauntless piece okay. in it. Yep. So no no computer. I'm thinking of putting. Well, actually, I've already bought them uh, LED taillights in it. Okay. Um, I'm wondering, do I need to get resistors for those taillights if I don't have a computer? No. No, no resistors needed. No, you should be. You're still 12 volts. So you should be fine. But okay, yeah, flashers. that was my big question. Oh, you know, for the flasher, you mean? Yeah, so you're going to take over yeah. the, the flasher going to be part of it, too? Like your uh, the actual turn so signal light? Turn signal and tail light. So for the turn signal, you will need the resistors. You will? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought that just happened when you got some uh, error code message from the computer. No, so what it is is that the old flashers were what we called hot wires. They build up. They build up heat, and then they, they break, and then they bing, cool down bing, and, bing, and bing. make connection again. Exactly. <laughs> so the, what it is is that the LEDs don't have enough draw, so they will never flash correctly. So that's why you put that resistor okay. in there, so it makes it flash at the right speed. Or sometimes you can find, I don't know, on a 1950. Can you change the flasher? You can change the flasher. That's what to I did a, on my, an electric on my flasher, XJ. Right? Yeah, it was a okay. solid state with the, the old 555 right. chip in it. Right. And okay. the solid states will flash just fine because it's, it's, it's just a going chip that makes it do, do right. it instead of the hot wire. Okay. And then I was gonna I was gonna tell you too on that particular vehicle, I would not run LED headlights. I would run because of the conditions even we have right now. Buy your set. Right. Buy yourself a nice set of Hella seven-inch round 
headlamps, just regular incandescent. They've got the changeable bulbs. You can even vary the wattage if you want. That's completely up to you. If you go higher than the regular wattage, you've got to put a relay system in it, but you can run up to a 100-watt bulb in those if you want. And the reason I say to run those over the other LEDs is the beam pattern on those Hellas in the conditions we have right now with the fog, far superior than anything else you'll run, Jay. Okay. Okay, good. Do you have any idea on the resistor, what size resistor would I get? You know, before honestly, before you do that, and Josh is, I think, yeah. looking right now, I'd try the, I would try the later model solid-state flasher first. Yeah. I would do that. <clears throat> okay. So that one's easy to change. Back. It's just underneath the dash by your legs. And if you're looking for the right resistor, all the auto parts stores over in the hot rod oil or hot rod aisle, they have yeah. they'll, they'll sell them as LED resistors, <clears throat> and they you know they look all fancy, and all of them have okay, them right yeah. aisle. I did buy an aftermarket wiring kit for it for a hot rod, like, yeah. like maybe twelve circuits or something. That may have I'll have to look. That may have come with it. Possibly. I'll have to look for that. You too. didn't buy the? Did you? Why didn't you just buy the CJ painless wiring kit? Well, I've already bought it. Oh, okay, so got well, it. I, I bought it a while ago. Okay. When, uh, starting on my rebuild and everything. Okay. So. Okay, got it. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Well, on the headlights, do and again, I'm, and, and the reason I say that is, uh, just from experience owning those vehicles, running them, doing all that work I did to them for all those years. Those, uh, I think right. they call them Vision Plus. Hella conversions, uh, they were the right. best ones made, and as far as I'm concerned, still are. I don't think there's anything better than those as far as the beam pattern goes. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Okay. And and they work way better than the LEDs, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I know I'm not going to run LED headlights in there, so I really appreciate it. No, you're welcome. The other thing, too, real quick for everybody listening on those older vehicles like that, the reason why I'm also not a big LED fan is they don't, they don't keep the headlamps clear, and we get into these conditions like now where we get some rain and fog and it freezes and so on. The incandescent lamps will warm up enough to keep them clear all the time. Right. That's a good point. Very good point. The rear doesn't matter because you don't have that big of a deal in the back, but on the fronts, that's what I would do. Right. Right. Okay. Good stuff. All right. All right. Thank you, John. You're very welcome, Jay. Thanks for, for listening. I appreciate it very much. All right, real quick, I think because I, I think I have time, um, hang on here, I've got to grab my bag. Hang on here, Josh. only reason I say that is because it's got a document in it that I need, <laughs> because I drove this past, well, I guess I don't have it with me. Oh, yeah, I do. Here I go. So I, here I, hang on, give me one second. All this shuffling around, sound like, sound like Rush Limbaugh shuffling all these papers around. So, all right, I had the opportunity. We were talking Suburbans earlier, so I'm going to slip a car review in here real quick, mainly because this is one of my favorite vehicles, and I just enjoy this vehicle a lot. And if I uh, had any kind of kids and family and so on, I would own one of these. Now, Richard, my son, who typically would join in on this, but he's busy today, he actually has one of these only in the Suburban or the XL version, Mm -hmm. and that is the new 2022 Yukon. I happen to drive the AT4 version, which is a little bit more of their off-road, sportier version. This one had the 6.2-liter engine. My son Richard has the diesel. Now, real quick between the two, I will just tell you that personally, I don't think right now you can get them because they've got some freeze orders in right now. I don't believe you can get the diesel in this vehicle at the moment. It is an option. It is listed but I don't think you're allowed to buy it right now. I'm sure that will change 
in the future, and I am one that I would buy the diesel engine just because the fuel economy is, I'm not exaggerating, folks, it's eight miles to 10 miles to the gallon better mm-hmm. on the diesel versus the regular 6.2 because I was only averaging, it says 14, 19, 16 as the average, but around town here I was 14, 15. Now, That's pretty good. I don't dink around, I drive, I get where I'm going and so on. So Richard can get low 20s in his Suburban, which is the XL version, which is the extra seat, a little more weight and so on than what this vehicle was. I'm still not complaining. Great vehicle, the 6.2-liter engine, fabulous uh, power. It worked fantastic. This vehicle comes in right at 79,000 and some change, and this one literally had everything on it, the rear entertainment, the whole nine yards. Very nicely done vehicle. I love the way they've done the new dashes. It's it's much, much better. It will be in the new trucks here, I believe, halfway through this year. In fact, I think they're going to start production on the truck side of this in the next month or so. I have nothing bad to say about this vehicle. Uh, wife loved it. It's just one of those vehicles where you get inside of it. It's roomy. It's quiet because it's a body-on-frame construction. It's got plenty of room. The back seat, of course, you know, folds down. It's got all of that. This one happened to have the captain's chairs in the middle. They also will fold up to give you access into that back seat when it's up. If you want to run around, though, with just the four seats and the whole back folded down, plenty of cargo room. And, and again, price-wise, if you look at this compared to, you know, I drove a Grand Cherokee not that long ago. The Grand Cherokee isn't much less than this vehicle, and you get a lot more for your money with a full-bore Yukon as opposed to some of the other vehicles in the marketplace. Still one of my favorite vehicles. Yeah. It's a lot bigger vehicle, isn't it, than the Grand? A yeah, lot bigger vehicle. You can tow, again, tow more with this vehicle. Again, this thing comes fully equipped. It's got everything you can think of. Uh, literally from the folding automatic folding steps when you open the door to all of your you know lane keep assist you know all of the driving features that are there heated cooled seats i mean you name it it's all there folks on this vehicle uh is this one of my favorite vehicles i think you guys already know that yes it is size wise i know a lot of folks listening would think man isn't that a little bit big john it's like driving a truck well i guess when you're me and you've always driven trucks and so on it to me doesn't seem all that big uh, the AT4, I like the stance of it. It sits up a little bit higher. It's just a different looking vehicle than what you're going to get with the standard Yukon. To me, it's worth the extra dollars. I, I actually like the AT4 better than the full board Denali, even though the Denali is a little bit quote unquote fancier. I just like the way the AT4 is put together, personally speaking. Again, it comes in all the different versions, the different flavors, I guess you could say. And the Yukons actually do start off in about the low 50s, I could say, high 40s, low 50s, if you get one totally stripped down. So, again, go check one of these out at your local GMC dealer. Uh, Inventory-wise, I will be honest with you, is going to be tight right now. You're most likely going to put in an order. And driving one of these might be a little more difficult, but if you know the vehicle, you know what you want, you want to put your order in, go to a local GMC dealer, get all that handled. I do believe right now, if you order one, they're making you pretty decent deals over trying to buy one off a lot. I would not try to buy one off a lot. If you're going to go buy a new one, order it, get what you want, the color, the interior, all the options, do it that way. And I think delivery is going to be probably 6 to 12 weeks, somewhere in that neighborhood. Don't quote me on that because that's going to vary throughout the year depending upon what's going on with supply and so on. 
But hey, if this is a vehicle, you've got a family, uh, you want to tow a trailer, do all the things with it that you want to do, camping, all that off-road use and so on, this is probably the vehicle for you, and I highly recommend it. The 2022 Yukon, this is a four-wheel drive AT4 edition. Go test drive one at your local GMC dealer. Do tell them that John and Richard Rush from both Drive Radio and Rush to Reason sent you with that guys we'll take a break we'll come right back myself and josh lines open 303-477-5600 this is drive radio klz 560 your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever if you think that's a tall order maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change a bg performance oil change bg comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else peace of mind where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster. Access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying. No more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. 
NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Charlie was asking me through, too, during the break. He heard a review earlier this week where he's like, you know, you had a review the other day where you didn't really care for the vehicle. Because, you know, I like a lot of the cars we drive, and I'm more of a car advocate. I always feel like typically when somebody complains about a car, it's typically one that they didn't buy correctly in the first place. It's mm-hmm. not the car's fault. It's the driver's fault. But I did a review Monday, Richard and I did, where I drove the new Bronco. And if you want to get that review, go to drive-radio.com and, and listen to it. And there are things about the new Bronco I actually didn't care for, believe it or not. That's hard to believe. I know. And, and I like the Bronco, and Richard really, really liked the Bronco. But I am one where I'll, I, I've got a Jeep, so does Josh. I'll take the Jeep over the Bronco no, I all day long. Yeah, me too. It's just me. So, again, Charlie's always like, you know, is there ever a car you don't like? Well, yeah, that one. So you can go listen to the reviews and actually find a car I didn't necessarily care for. So, John and Cheyenne, you're up. Okay, I, I was moving snow and couldn't call in the first hour. Oh, you're fine. I wanted to scream. I, I actually did scream out loud, but when you're in the middle of nowhere, no one can hear you, right? That's true. <laughs> Eric, I, I'm sorry. He might be the best trucker ever to drive. Like 90% of the truckers drive like imbeciles. I'm sorry. I, I deal with it every day on I-8 now. I've said this before, but I had a vent again. From Cheyenne... To Laramie is a 2,600-foot elevation gain over that yep. 40 miles. It's it's pretty much all uphill. And then 90% of the time, it says high wind warning, gust 40-plus. Mm-hmm. And you're going right into a headwind. Yet these imbecile truckers, one guy's doing 61, and this guy wants to pass him, but as soon as he gets out there and he's not drafting and breaking and has to break right. his own wind. Right. And then the next six miles, they're running side by side because the guy in the right lane ain't backing down. That's true. Like Good point. And, it, and I have seen the Wyoming Highway Patrol, if they see it, pull, up, pull that guy that's blocking the left lane over on occasion. Two other things. When you're coming out of Laramie back to Cheyenne, it's, you go up 1,500 feet in like six miles. It's about a 7% gain. And they have a big sign. It's three lanes. They have a big sign. No trucks, trailers, anything other than passenger cars in the left lane. Guaranteed that the truck is going to jump over in that left lane. Because mm. you got the guy in the right lane. He's barely doing 25 because he can barely pull the hill. Yep. You got the guy in the center lane doing 40, 45. And then this guy, he thinks he can do 50, so he's going to jump out in the left lane. I have seen that. Yep. The last thing, and I, I don't know if you, what you think, is when you get north of Cheyenne, almost to Wheatland, or I believe to Wheatland, the speed limit's 80 miles an hour on the interstate. And I have seen people do 85, 90 now. Once I get above 82, 83, I don't know if I still at 60 have the driving skills I had when I was 25. And the reflexes. And I don't think most people can control a car really at 85 miles an hour. What's I, your? I, I tend to agree with you. I, I will <laughs> say that a lot of the newer vehicles with their safety devices and so on make better drivers out of a lot of folks than what they really are. But I, I, I'm right. not I'm not arguing that. I, I will say also, in defense of, of um, a lot of people, 
that drive a little bit faster. I will say that we do live in a country, it's very well known, that yeah. the majority of our roads, not all, but the majority of our roads are meant for speeds that could be traveled much higher than what we actually have them rated for. I mean, some of our on and off ramps where it's, you know, 30, 35 miles an hour, it's ridiculous. Those things can be taken much faster than that. And the majority of our roads are made for higher speeds, John, than what we actually drive them. Although I will tell you that, unfortunately, we continue, at least I see this on a daily basis, we continue to get worse and worse drivers year after year after year. Some of that is from immigration. Some of it is from young people that have never been taught how to drive correctly. It's older people that, you know, to your point, reflexes aren't as good as they used to. It's a combination of all, but our drivers are continuing to get, to get worse, not better. You want to see somebody who wasn't taught properly how to drive, watch some of these people parallel park. Yes, <laughs> yes. Parallel park, back in, all sorts of things that way. Yes, you are correct. Back in trailers on boat ramps even. Watch it all. And my thing is, I grew up in New York City, as you know, and we took our road test on city streets and with regular traffic. And one of the things we had to do was parallel park. Right. And if you couldn't parallel park, they'd fail you. So, I mean, but I guess the world is changing and everything's a parking lot and... You know, one of the things I like to do is park at the end of the lot and pull through. I don't know about you. So I can go out. Yeah, first. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm the same. I'm a pull through guy because it's easier than backing out. Agreed. But, John, have a great weekend. Hey, I'm you too. John, as always, appreciate it. Glad you got all your snow taken care of. Let's take Wayne and Greeley, who's next. Wayne, go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning, uh, Wayne. My daughter in San Diego called me the other day, and she's thinking about getting a car. Don't ask me why she's doing it now, but uh, that's the way she is. Uh, she has a Toyota van, and she, she's been, they've been trying to talk her into getting a Toyota Supra, not a Supra, a Camry. I, I guess I lost track somewhere because she's telling me that this Camry hybrid will charge itself. She doesn't ever have to plug correct. it in. Correct. She's right. Yes. Is that correct? That I'll is be, correct. It's actually a high, it's not a plug-in. It's a, it's a, it's a hybrid is what it is. Well, I'll be darned. So it's got an engine she could go cross-country oh, with. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Great car, by the way. Pardon? That's a great car. Yeah, I thought maybe you might. Have you reviewed that one? I have, and there's reviews up on that one, and it's one of actually one of our favorites because for the little bit of extra they charge for the hybrid end of it on the Camry, it makes the Camry hybrid one of the best hybrid vehicles, in my opinion, on the road. I didn't even know they would do that. I said, no, I said, I think salesman Been doing it for years, actually. Yeah, I, I, I miss something. I read Motor Trend all the time and listen to you guys every week, and I miss something. <laughs> it's a great car, actually. Josh well, can speak uh, to I, it. I'm, do you have it up on your system? I mean, can I find it on a... On you, a you should be able to. Uh, that's one that we have done numerous reviews on over the years. And I, I honestly, Wayne, just in a nutshell, I have nothing bad to say about that car at all. On any of them. They've been building them for a long time now. I've said that about every one of them I reviewed. Well, I got a feeling she's going to pay... Uh, a a prime dollar for it. If well, what she needs to do, and this is for anybody else looking to buy a new car, by the way, order the car. 
Do not try to buy a car off the lot, because if you do, you're going to pay a premium. When they order a car, it goes through the system differently with all of the different manufacturers, and with them knowing that you're a for-sure buyer, you even get through their system a little faster than what the dealer would be ordering stock, let's say. So I would go into a, a Toyota dealer out there in San Diego or wherever, here in Colorado, I'm making you can buy one wherever you want to. Whoever will sell her one on an order basis, the, the, you know, the cheapest you know, order basis car, by the way, she could buy one in Phoenix even, it's not that far of a drive. I would call around, find out who will, be, who will make the best deal for her on an order basis, and I'd order one. Well, that sounds good. Thank you so much. That's why I called you guys. I needed the help. She'll make the best deal doing that, Wayne. I'll I'll call her and let her know today. Thank okay, you. Okay, you're much. very welcome, Wayne. As always, I appreciate it. Anything you want to add to that? No, it's a great car. It is, and I I have nothing bad to say about it. No, I, we work on them all the time. It's not it's not a maintenance hog. It's it's. They were the innovator of the hybrid system. Toyota was. They have, and you know, ever since the second gen Prius. I mean, I have second gen Priuses with three hundred thousand on them. Right. Yeah, they got a battery somewhere around two hundred, but the rest of them they just run. I know. Forever. You, 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 that's a car, by the way. You just, you, I'm just telling you, you can't go wrong with. Mike, you're up next. So, got a simple question here. I hope um, on single engine gasoline that you would have either on your lawnmower or the snowblower. Yes. What is the conversion? Back in the old days, they used to say the five horsepower Briggs and Stratton, and so I'm under. I'm just. Can you explain to us exactly? I'm think people are getting confused on it between a two cycle engine and a four cycle gasoline engine. The four stroke compared to a two stroke, the CC rating would change. So, but when we're talking single cylinder gasoline engine, what's the CC conversion for every horsepower? I don't know if I've ever answered this one. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Hold on. I don't know. There's a formula. I just don't know that I've ever used it. Use a calculator well, to multiply your engine's horsepower by 16. For example, if your engine has 150 horsepower, multiply 150 by 16, and that gives you the, the 2,400 cc. So in that case, the 5 times 16 gives you the cc of that four-stroke, five-horsepower Briggs & Stratton. Yeah, that's where I'm ha- just have this huge struggle. 80 is what, what is what I come up with in that particular case. Yep, because here's the deal. On that single cylinder, as a boy, we had uh, three horsepower Briggs and & Stratton, and we had the 50cc uh, Honda motorcycle that right. could mm-hmm. haul around people. And right. That deal is... is I'm thinking it takes 300 cc to make a 10 horsepower, and that that it's crazy. I I can't get a hard. No, it's about half. You're ba- it's about half of that, because according yeah. to the math, uh, you know, a 10 horsepower would be 160 cc engine. Or 1600 cc. Did you say 1600? Or or uh, you know, no. If you had 10 horsepower, oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. You, no, yeah. 10 times 16 is 160. Yeah, and see that. Well, thank you. Uh, I'll just go with that so I can see what's really going on here. So thank you. No, that's, a, that's and honestly, Mike, thank you. That was a, all the years, twenty some years plus of doing this. I've never had that question. No, I've never dealt with. I that mean, I, I know where he's going with that. If you looked at a, 
750 cc you know atv or 500 cc atv what does that come back to when it's actual you know horsepower on a four-stroke right engine and for those listening and this is something we really never talk about because i didn't think uh, really have too much but I, I get there's people that listen to us on a routine basis that aren't gearheads like us and don't understand even the differences between a two and a four stroke so we got a couple minutes here before break we'll we'll do that really quick so a four stroke engine they say four strokes because it takes two complete revolutions of the crankshaft to make a cycle mm-hmm. of the engine is the best way for me to say that and in that two revolutions, the cylinder, the piston in the cylinder is going up and down four times. One, two, three, four. Up, down, up, down. Okay? That's where the four strokes come from. Up, down, up, down. On a two-stroke, it makes one revolution per cycle. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Totally different configuration. A two-stroke engine doesn't have... You know camshafts and all of the other things that a four-stroke engine has it's got a different valve assembly for the engine they're very efficient with horsepower but they're very dirty mm-hmm. the advantage of a four-stroke is you're able to burn the make sure i say this correctly you're better you're 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 more efficient in the burn of the fuel and the exhaust of it in a four-stroke engine because of its design by nature than you are a two-stroke. So two-strokes are always dirtier, quote-unquote, than a four-stroke. It's partially why we, we, two reasons why we don't see two-stroke engines in mainstream vehicles is one, they're dirtier. Two, their longevity isn't as good. They just won't last as long. They they don't even have a, a crankcase with oil. Right, and that's part of the problem. They use a oil-fuel mix to keep things lubricated, which is why you will never, you know, typically. I guess Honda, did Honda make a two-stroke chain-driven Civic at one time? It wasn't called a Civic. It was something else, right? No, you're thinking, yeah. What was that thing? They did. It was the shoe. Okay. And it was a motorcycle motor. Okay. In a car. In a car. That's what I thought. Okay, way different. It was a Honda 600. Okay, Honda 600. Thank you. I knew there was something along those lines. So, All right, Bob and Centennial, hang tight. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? 
Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place, and oftentimes things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Bob and Centennial, you're next. Uh, hi, John. Really enjoy your show. Thanks, sir. Uh, just a hypothetical question. If you happen to be an unfortunate victim of a catalytic converter theft, would it be okay to uh, drive that vehicle to the muffler shop for repair, or should you have it towed? Or I'd drive it, yeah, what? except for the noise. Yeah, it'd be noisy, but I'd just drive it. Okay. I just, I'm just curious about. And by that. the way, there's several of those running around town that way because I'm always passing somebody that you know just had one stolen because they're loud as all get out, and I'm sure that there's either a cat on order or they haven't gotten to the shop yet or whatever, or they're oblivious and don't know. One of the two. Okay. All right. So driving it would be okay. Then. Yeah, you're fine. Sure. Not gonna hurt anything. I mean, you might get a check engine light that comes on because it's not gonna read all of the O2s, and depending upon. What cat was stolen? The O2 might have went with it. It just depends on where they cut the pipe and what they did. That and, you know, the exhaust gas under the car seeping up towards you. So make sure. I wouldn't you're not, go far. Yeah, not far. You know, don't idle for a long time. All that. But, I mean, we do it all the time. I mean, I wouldn't be driving around daily like some of these guys are, you know, Bob, that I see because I know that's what they're doing. I mean, I would get it fixed, you know, rather quickly. But the pro And here's the other issue that a lot of folks are running into. And this is a great, a great question, by the way, Bob. I've known some some vehicles where it gets stolen. There's no cat available. They have to get a cat ordered, but then nobody, because of emission laws, will put a straight pipe back in it. So either the vehicle sits or you have to drive it around with open exhaust because nobody's going to put a straight pipe in it because of all the le legal ramifications of it. 
It's a catch-22. And, and we've yeah. had a lot of cars sit this summer. Like They got their cat stolen, and since we have to have California-compliant cats plus the shortage of everything, I've had some sitting there up to three months. Just there you cannot go. get a cat for the thing. And, and Josh, by law, can't put a straight pipe nope, in it. I can't. I can't even put a well, a non-California-compliant cat in there. So it's a it's a real problem, Bob. No, not a great situation. No, okay, it is well, not. Thanks. I just was curious. All right, enjoy your show. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it, Bob. And along those lines, this I was going to talk about this earlier, so I'm glad I did. I knew that the precious metals inside the cats was going up, and I knew the catalytic converters were becoming more and more valuable. And I, I don't know why. I just kind of thought in my head, okay. You, cat you know guy cuts one off he takes it down he's gonna get some cash back out of it i'm thinking okay he's getting you know 100 150 bucks for that cat and away you go i i learned this last week that um now these guys are probably not getting full top dollar because somebody's being nefarious and having to launder those cats if you would so the guy stealing it probably isn't getting full price but full price on a reclaimed cat can be anywhere from 350 bucks to 700 bucks, depending upon the cat. Per cat. Some cars will have, by the way, multiple cats. Oh, yeah. In some cases, four, depending upon the car, correct? Correct. Yeah, so if you've got a V, you've got an upstream and a downstream cat. So they're usually a little one that gets hot real quick right by the motor because they want to get that thing compliant. And then further down the exhaust system, you have a bigger one to kind of do the final scrubbing. So if somebody's got some time and they're cutting more than one off, they could have scored big money. Yep. That's why a lot of these cats, by the way, are getting stolen because you, you can now see the math where somebody goes around in a night, or some of these are broad daylight, but let's say somebody in a night can go steal, I don't know, 10 cats. And let's say that they're only getting half of that price. So instead of getting the 500, they're getting 250 because somebody's laundering these these cats. Literally, they're laundering these cats out for these guys. So let's just say they're getting 250, but they stole 10 that night. Do the math, folks. It's twenty five hundred bucks a night. So if you worked just five nights stealing cats, you know, let's do the math here really quick. Five times twenty five hundred a night. These guys are netting twelve five a week. Now you can see why they're stealing cats. Because you know, do that now for four point three three weeks a month, which is on average they're making what fifty grand a month. Yeah. Stealing cats. Most Pretty lucrative money, guys. Most of these guys will have these cats off in under oh, ten minutes. I've yeah. Seen the one we had stolen was three minutes. I had a guy the other day that I watched a video of where he's out in the parking lot of a Target, and he's filming a guy stealing. Why he didn't kick this guy in the nuts, I would have. But this guy's under the car cutting the cat off, and he's just filming him, filming the license plate of the guy stealing it, filming the license plate of the car getting stolen, saying, hey, if this is your car, here's your guy. I'd have kicked the guy in the nuts. Sorry, I just would have. Now, I say that to say this. Yesterday, I believe, it was either yesterday or the day before, somebody in Arvada was stealing a cat. The owner caught them, and the guy stealing the cat shot at the guy that was wanting to stop the guy stealing the cat. So, on the same token, maybe kicking the guy in the nuts isn't such a great idea because he might shoot at you. You never know. I mean, folks, it's a wild world we live in, but this is why they're stealing the cats. Do the math as I did a moment ago. Ten a day or night equates to 50 grand a month. 50 grand a month. That's not bad money, folks. It's actually really, really, really good, good money. money. Do that 12 months out of the year, and you get rich pretty quick. So that's why these cats are getting stolen. And the point there is, can you keep all of these guys from stealing your cat? No. What you have to do is be really 
aware of your surroundings at all time. And I will also tell you this. If you have the ability to park inside your garage, i.e. throw crap away, do so. Do not park your car outside. Now, that may mean throwing things away that you may not want to, but you know what? I guess what you'd have to look at is is losing your cat and either paying the deductible insurance-wise or going out and spending the, in some cases, five grand to put a new cat on worth the crap in your garage. If the answer is no, throw the crap away and park in your garage because it's hard to steal the cat out of the garage, mm-hmm. okay, catalytic converter out of the garage. If you don't have any choice and you park somewhere where you just don't have any choice, I think I would really look highly at some of the cat locks that are out there. There are cable device locks you can put on the vehicle that will literally just steer it. If somebody's going to call and look at it, just they're going to go to the next one. Whether they can cut through the cables or not isn't even the issue. You're going to slow the thief down is all you're looking at. It's like having a dog that barks at somebody when they're up against your house. Is that dog going to really keep the thief away? Probably not, but does it make the guy go to the next door? Yes, it does. That's all you're doing with a cat lock is just moving him from your car to somebody else's. But I would look highly at that unless you have the ability to keep everything secure. Yeah, and they make plates and cages and everything right now. Lots of stuff. And just so you all know, there's not any maker model that is out of the realm of them being stolen. Some are easier than others. Pickup trucks, by the way, especially if there's no skid plates or anything underneath it, it's high off the ground. They can slide underneath there, cut that cat off in no time, and away they go. And the one we've had the most is the Prius. Yes. Because that cat's worth a fortune. And even though that thing's, you know, an inch off the ground, they will... They'll slide under it, won't they? They'll jack that thing up in two seconds flat, and somehow, I don't know how they get that thing off so fast. They can do it faster than we can in the shops. Yeah, they can. They they literally... So now we're putting plates on there that are riveted in. So they can't it'll, get the it'll slow them down. And, yeah. And again, folks, because the precious metals have gotten so high, they're able to take these cats and go turn those things into cash that quickly. And because of that, uh, you can see where these guys are making really good money stealing these cats. And, and if you think about it, I'm probably conservative in 10 a night. You get into the right neighborhood, the right guy, the right van, the right crew. I'll bet a crew could go around and steal 40, 50 cats a night, not 10. I mean, literally, they can cut these things off in a matter of a minute or two. Do the math on working a four- or five-hour shift and how many cats could you cut off in that amount of time. It's mind-boggling as to how much of these they could actually get off. And, again, all it takes is somebody being a little bit nefarious on the inside and don't think those guys exist. I mean, there are, you know... There are fencers for jewels and all sorts of things out there. If you think for a second, there's not guys in this industry that will take that catalytic converter and turn it into cash, and they're making half doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm not probably too far off on my on my half. So we'll be real quick here. Morris, I got 45 seconds. Go ahead, sir. Hey, uh, I think it would be real easy to stop or slow down the catalytic converter theft uh, issue if we mandated that all metal recyclers were barred from taking a cat for recycling that had saw marks on it. Uh, I'll let you go with that. Yeah, that's easier said than done because shops cut them off. There's really no way around that. And by the way, even some of these guys that are out there can even crush down the precious metals out of the cat itself and even take that in themselves if they've got that ability to do so, and some of these guys do. So no, unfortunately, that's not going to keep the theft down. It's just not. 
Sorry. Nice thought, but it's not going to keep the theft down. No, it's not. And even if it did, these guys will come up with ways, because there's even ways now where there's even newer devices out that will literally cut that pipe in two. There's, you know, there's saw devices that will cut that pipe in two and not even make it look like it was cut with a sawzall. So I wish that were the case, but it's not. So Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Thanks. I appreciate it as always. Larry Unger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Sportsman of Colorado coming up next. And if you're listening to our replay on Sunday, thank you so much for that as well. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe in the snow if it does snow. And we'll see you back here on Monday. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.